Who said that children can't change the world? This is Teenage Tech Stories, the podcast where today's teens talk about their incredible technological achievements, from developing groundbreaking algorithms to innovating in healthcare or even leading their own nonprofit organizations. These young entrepreneurs are proof that it's never too early to start making the world a better place. Hello and welcome to another episode of Teenage Tech Stories. My name is Beatriz Valero and today I am speaking with Kiefer, Pierre and CJ. These three high school students live in Singapore and they've been able to use orange peel extracts to synthesize an eco-friendly magnetic ferrofluid to help clean up oil spills. Their team, Guardians of the Galaxy, spelled S-E-A, has won the first place at the high tech category of the clean tech competition and the Singapore Junior Water Prize. Hi, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, hello everyone. I'm Kiefer from Hua Chong Institution in Singapore. I really like sports, so I really love play, playing football and watching football as well. My favorite subject is chemistry. That's one of the reasons why we embarked on such a science-related project so that we can like, expand our knowledge in the field of chemistry and also apply what we learn in order to make an impact to the world. Hello everyone. I'm Pierre and I'm from Hua Chong Institution. Uh, together with Kiefer and CJ, and I'm so excited to be here today. So uh, during my free time, I like to uh, tinker with robots as well as watch videos on science and technology. And that is also one of the reasons why we embarked on this project as we saw the need for innovative, sustainable solutions to solve real-life problems around the world. Hello everyone, I'm CJ. Like the other two, I'm also from Hua Chong Institution. During my free time, I primarily like to watch YouTube videos, and I'm interested in just about anything under the sun. Are you all the same age? Uh, yeah, we are all the same age, 17 this year, I think. I think your team is called Guardians of the Galaxy. So I want to hear about how this name came about. Are you all big superhero fans? Uh, actually, to be honest, the process of designing the name was actually quite tough for us. I remember we sat in a call or so for about one hour. I mean, maybe not one hour, but quite a long time trying to decide what is a suitable name, an impactful name that we can use for the clean tech competition. Actually, there is no big reason why we chose Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like we wanted to come up with a, like a very catchy pun. So since our project is about cleaning up all spills and protecting the oceans or protecting the sea, and after that we thought about uh, some of our favorite shows and something that we can um, relate or relate to, then somehow we got the idea of like Guardians of the Galaxy, which is like, it's not only is it like a famous show, but it also says Guardians. Like the word Guardians means that we are actually trying to protect the oceans at the same time. And then obviously the last syllable of Galaxy corresponds with like oceans or seas so we are not i don't think any of us are super fans of like marvel or anything it is a fun name so good job on that one so obviously your project is around preventing oil spills and developing environmentally friendly solutions to deal with this problem currently more than three billion tons of oil are transported every year and there's like at least two large oil spills every year so why did you decide to focus on that Okay, so the inspiration for um, our project was um, in 2017, we actually had an oil spill in Singapore. So it was in Pongo area, the area where Kiefer stays. And um, throughout our high school journey, uh, we actually embarked on a few projects. We also had another project before this oil spill project, which we used uh, magnetic um, sorbents as well to clean up dyes and heavy metal ions. So uh, one of the problems that we wanted to tackle was a problem that it's very prevalent not only in Singapore, but also around the world. And therefore, we used our idea of uh, magnetic solvents and used the magnet magnetic part to apply into solving oil spill problems, which are very prevalent around the world. Of course, and obviously that oil spill you were referring to in Singapore 
300 tons of oil was spilled into the coast of Malaysia and Singapore after two yes. container ships collided. It's okay, and it affects more than 60 fish farms. So, Kiefer, you said it was in the area where you live. Uh, do you remember it? Can you tell me a little bit about what it was like? I, I wasn't exactly there when the oil spill happened, but oh, okay. uh, I definitely heard of it. But obviously, fast forwarding like three, four years back, I didn't know that we would be doing a project to actually tackle such a problem. Yeah. Oil spills in Singapore are prevalent, but sometimes they are, especially in recent years, they are not very, very, very like common to see. So something as big as 300 tons of oil spills definitely caught our eyes uh, around that time. Yeah. So we see you're using orange peel ferrofluor to address this issue. Can you explain me what that is? I think the idea uh, of using orange peel ferrofluid to use something that is regarded as undesirable to solve another mm -hmm. problem that uh, we face. Because take for example orange peels, if we don't use it for this, it is likely to be wasted anyways. Uh, the statistics all around the world, having 3.8 million tons of orange peels wasted annually, this sort of stuff. So from this perspective, you can see that orange peels in itself are sort of a food waste. So to use a problem that we face and convert it to tackle another problem that we face is sort of a, what I find a rather creative and innovative idea. So about how it actually works. So basically the, the ferro fluid, it is coated with this thing called orange peel extract and that allows the uh, ferro fluid to, to mix well with the motor oil. And then when using a magnet, the, the entire motor oil which, which mixed with ferro fluid is already magnetized and it, using a magnet it can be easily retrieved. So you extract the fluid from the orange peels and then that makes the oil magnetic? So I think the ferro fluid has two, uh, a few parts. One, one part is the magnetite, the, part, mm -hmm. the other part is the orange peel extract surfactants and, the, and then we also introduce the carrier oil. So these three parts make up the ferro fluid. We add the ferro fluid into the oil spill to magnetize the oil spill. So mm -hmm. when we can use a simple magnet to retrieve the oil spill. The, the entire mixture and regenerate the ferro fluid from the mixture. Yeah, and thus removing oil spill from the ocean. And you've also, you developed a robotic prototype, right? That simulates all of this process. Our prototype was actually developed um, inside our school's robotics lab. So we made use of um, robotics parts such as uh, Lego, Lego Mindstorm and programming, as well as some designing softwares to build a small prototype that um, demonstrates how OP ferrofluid can be applied in the real life situation. For example, we have OP ferrofluid that's, magnet that's magnetic, but um, how we want to use it in a real world to solve real oil spills is actually a problem. So this prototype actually allows us to retrieve the, the mixture of OP ferrofluid and oils rapidly and efficiently so that we can um, solve oil spill problems. Find us at Tech for Good on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at techforgood underscore. What was the hardest thing about developing your project? So I think as for like any science research, obviously when we first embarked on this project, we had an idea of actually switching out the conventional surfactant, which is known as mm -hmm. oleic acid. It's a fatty acid that is, comes from like plants, extracts and stuff as well. But it is a pure form of a fatty acid, which is very expensive. So when we decided to substitute this oleic acid with like other forms of food waste, actually we had many ideas. So we had orange peels, we had leaves, we had durian rinds, etc. So when we first embarked on this project, we had a lot of like we had a lot of ideas that we wanted to try to implement in order to try to solve the problem. So of course, uh, throughout our research process, the difficulties that we faced were that 
certain things like uh, obviously did not work out very well and it depends on us to actually try to rectify the issues or like troubleshoot the issues so that we can actually develop the most optimal prototype so for example like when we were looking at food waste um, a lot of our the things that we tried like durian rinds and other forms of food waste actually yielded a very very low amount of extract so those those are some issues that we had to overcome when we actually made this project and i think that in the design of our prototype as well because it is something that is uh, we decided to do as part is like our idea of how we want to implement the project so when we actually build the prototype uh, within our school's lab constraints and we had like resource constraints it's also not very easy so we had to actually work around that and we had to um, obviously brainstorm and also whenever we face a certain issue we had to try to make modifications to actually improve on like, the current solution that we have so yeah as for any research i think these are like trial and error is definitely something that that will actually come as an obstacle to us. So I think that uh, throughout this process, it is also very important to be very resilient and not give up and always try to think of how to improve uh, even further uh, as you research. Yeah. Yeah, of course. It's been a long process to try different things. And it's so funny that you ended up with orange fields, which is really useful because it's sustainable. And can you tell me a bit how this Australian material that you've developed is better than current solutions that exist to address oil spills? Okay, first of all, there are many different methods used to clean up oil spills. Some of them used by the less developed countries, they focus on more cheap methods such as mm -hmm. uh, booms and skimmers. Uh, the problem with this method is that while it largely doesn't harm the environment, it is very inefficient. So our method is efficient. It's better, so it's better than booms and skimmers in this aspect. Richer countries, they prioritize efficiency. So um, they do stuff like using chemical dispersion. These chemical dispersions and polypropylene, they are not very environmentally friendly. And there's also another very common method of just setting the oil spill on fire. That's obviously yeah. very harmful to the environment. Therefore, in this aspect, what our OP ferro fluid is good for is that it doesn't harm the environment when cleaning up the oil spill. So it doesn't create a problem while trying to solve another problem. Yes, of course, it makes no sense to take away the damage that the oil spill does by doing more damage. So that's definitely good that you're developing sustainable ways of addressing this issue. Obviously, you're the finalist in the clean tech competition, so congratulations for that. And I saw that you also in a few other competitions at Junior Water Prize. What did this achievements mean to you? And uh, kind of how was the experience of competing in this competitions? You also, did you get to go to things in person or did you have to do everything? Okay, uh, thank you for the question. I think that um, by actually taking part in so many different science competitions and science fairs, especially like international ones, it is really, really very eye-opening for all three of us because um, our project centers around solving oil spills and like water purification. But for example, in like clean tech, there are a lot of different, like various types of projects that we get to see and actually appreciate and learn more about as we take part in this competition. So for example, like using stuff like data analytics or like AI, etc., to actually, or even in like, for example, in Singapore Junior Water Prize, like water problems do not only, not limited to just oil spill. I mean, there's a range of problems that actually, like actually threaten our clean water supply. So looking at all of these different projects and how they, like how each of them come up with their own novel solution to solve them is really very eye-opening. And we actually got to learn a lot from listening to the presentations, reading the abstracts, etc. So I think the other takeaway would just be like the experience of representing our country and the experience of presenting our idea, sharing our idea to a wide, a wide audience and explaining it in maybe layman terms so that everyone is able to understand. I think that this whole experiences of preparing for the presentation, trying to understand our project and as well as like speaking to the judges and trying to explain to them, I think that it was a very, very fulfilling experience in general. 
All three of us, we come from Singapore, which is a small country deprived of natural resources surrounded by seawater. So clean water is actually a very precious resource to us. And its purification is something that uh, we all hold close to our hearts. So uh, uh, all of us are very uh, grateful for the experience, uh, as what Kiefer has said. Uh, the experience of participating in so many science fairs, so many competitions, and being able to learn from judges and participants from all over the world. And we hope that through these experiences and through our projects, we are able to bring across the message that we are never too small to make a difference and that there are so many platforms and opportunities where we can transform our ideas into actions that benefit communities of tomorrow. And for the last question, yes, unfortunately, because of the pandemic issues, uh, we actually didn't manage to go to Sweden or go to the US, etc. Okay. for all of these competitions. Yeah, it's a shame. But uh, it's okay because I think that the experience that we took away from it, I think is still very, very uh, enriching. And I think that it, it hopefully we'll have more opportunities in the future uh, to, to maybe go overseas, I think. That'd be really exciting. And on top of that, uh, do you have any other projects that you're working on or plans for this project? Okay, as of now, I think that uh, for this current like ferro fluid project, we don't really have like a very, very mapped out plan of like mm -hmm. where it's going to go or like how are we going to scale it up or expand it. But I think that is something that we'll keep like at the back of our minds because I think that something like this definitely will have like potential to be modified or improved on or even just maybe applied to the real world in order to help solve like the serious issues. So I think that um, if given the opportunity to like scale up or work with um, maybe companies who are interested in developing such a product if you are given the opportunity to do so i think that we will gladly we will actually consider it and we will gladly take it up as well in order to like push out our project and actually make a real impact in the world as of now it is important for us to actually share our ideas with a even greater audience will be like the first step well that's our goal today and looking towards the future where do you want to be in the next few years do you have any university plans the future for my future plan actually is also not very clear. Like I don't really have like a specific ambition of what I want to be in the future. But currently I am quite interested in like other than like sciences and chemistry, like I mentioned earlier, I am quite interested in the field of like business and economic theory. So I think there's a way to combine our science knowledge as well as like economics knowledge to further pursue greater like studies in the university. We still have to take our A levels first. And I think for me, Pierre and CJ, we have like uh our JC1 examination. So I guess like oh, we have to focus on that first and then um, we will start to think about oh, where our interests lie and then what we want to do in the future. Okay, so as for now, I, I'm not really sure of what I want to do in the future. So I might want to look into um, the field of medicine. But um, currently, I think what I'm trying to do is that I'm trying to broaden my horizons and try out as many things as possible. So opportunities such as um, the clean tech competition and Singapore Junior Water Prize, these, these opportunities allow me to um, see what is out there and also try out my hands on different um, disciplines so that I can see what I actually like and what I want to do in the future. Great. And CJ? Uh, I also haven't really thought about my future yet. Probably should start thinking now. I'm, I'm quite interested in data science, so I may go into uh, data analysis with some similar fields. Thank you for listening to this episode of Teenage Tech Stories. Like, review, subscribe, or visit us at techforgood.net to read more about today's guest and other incredible people who are using technology to make the world a better place.